Yeah, good evening everyone. Welcome to David Christian Center. Our midweek service is going to be an awesome time in God's presence. And um, we'll be talking about a very important topic that I know that will bless our lives. Uh, there are a lot of things that is going on around us now. So much information, overload of information, different conspiracy theories, different things are happening now. And uh, if there's any other time that you need to be aware and be more conscious of what God is saying about you, what God is saying concerning you, what God is saying to you, this is the best time for you to be aware of God's promises towards you. I want to specifically advise us or specifically inform us that we should be aware or beware of what I call evil reports. Uh, we have so many evil reports that is going on around us this time because of the pandemic that we have. About a week ago, I even received a message in several groups. Somebody was telling me that um, they were sharing the broadcast that uh, they want to put on a G, this G radiation, you know, that they did it in Kano and a lot of people died, that they are going to do it also in Lagos. You know, there's so many bad news going on. And if you are not aware, you'll be affected with the bad news. What is an evil report? An evil report is a report that is bad. It's a report that is scary. It's a report that is negative. It's a report that does not glorify God. Any information that you get that undermines the power of God is an evil report. Any information, any report that you get that makes God look small, it is an evil report. Any report that you get that put fear in your heart it is an evil report. Any report that gives you depression, that makes you sad, that makes you to be shedding tears in the middle of the night, it is an evil report. And I want to tell you, any report that is evil does not originate from God. God is the bearer of good news. God never shares evil reports because evil report is against the plan and the purpose of God for your life. Especially in this season, you must guard your heart. The Bible says guard your heart with all diligence because out of it comes the issues of life. So you must guard your heart. It is your own personal responsibility to guard your heart. Nobody is going to do it for you. You have to watch the things you see. You have to be careful of the things that you hear. You have to be careful of the things, the people you associate yourself with. If you need to remove yourself from certain groups, you should do so. Because evil report determines the results you get in your future. I always tell people, the things that happen to us now, they are a result of the things that we have had before now and that we have believed. The things that will happen to you in the future are also as a result of the things that you are hearing now and you are believing. Because the Bible says, be it unto you according to your faith. Be it unto you according to what you believe. You know, there's an interesting story that I want to just quickly also share with us. Jesus, despite the, 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 the mighty works that Jesus has done, despite the anointing, the Son of God, you know, the creator of the heavens and the hearts, he went to his own town. And because they do not believe in him, the Bible says that he could do no mighty miracles. And that same principle is applicable in our times. Your faith in God determines your experience. Your faith in God determines 
what you see, what is manifested in your life. So don't be surprised when things are going certain way. It is a picture of the things that you have believed. It is a picture of the things that is dwelling in your heart. Now, there is a story about the, the spies in the Bible. You know, we have uh, 12 spies. They were sent to spy the land in Numbers 13, verse 32. They were sent to spy the land. And what happened? Let me just quickly, what happened when they went to spy the land? The Bible says that they brought an evil report. Very interesting. The Bible said that they came back with an evil report. That's Numbers 13, 32. It said, and they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. Very interesting. Very interesting. Now, let, me just, let us just look at it. Let's look at the scenario. They went into the land, a land that God promised them that, look, this land belongs to you. I'm giving you this land. And they came back with a report. I want us to analyze the report they came back with. They came back with what they saw. It wasn't as if there were no giants in the land. There were giants in the land. They were, they were reporting what they saw. <laughs> they were reporting what is real. You see, if you ask them, they will tell the people that uh, we are saying facts. We are saying the reality. But the Bible said it is an evil report. Even though that was the fact, even though there were giants in the land, even though the land looks insurmountable, the land looks in, inaccessible, the Bible says that it was an evil report. It is very important for us to note that there are some things that might be real. Some things might be happening. Some things might look as if that is what you can see. That is what you can hear. But the Bible still call it an evil report. Why? Because it does not promote the purpose and the plans of God. For the children of Israelite, it didn't promote it. It was against the promise of God. It was against the plan and purpose of God. They exalt what they see beyond what God told them. You see, you always have a choice in your life to choose what is happening to you or to choose what is written about you. It is a decision you can make. You can take this thing that I'm seeing. You can make it more real than what you are hearing and what God has told you. And anytime you choose what you see, anytime you choose what you experience beyond what the Bible has written, it is time and evil reports. God was angry. God was very angry. They brought an honest report. They brought a sincere report, but it was an evil report. Why? Because the report removed the greatness of God. And what did Caleb say? Caleb and Joshua, he said, this land is for us. He said, we are able to take the land. That if God desired in us, God will give us the land. That is a good report. That one, they were talking about the land from the perspective of God, not from the perspective of what they see. So in this season that we are in now, we need to be very careful. Everything is a matter of perspective. Everything is a matter of perspective. You can decide to see things from the perspective of the world, that people are dying. 
coronavirus is killing everybody. Or you can choose to see it from what God is saying. God said, I am the Lord that he led thee. He said, I take sickness from the midst of you. He said, by my stripes, you are healed. So you can choose to see things from that. You see, faith does not negate the facts. Faith only establishes the truth. Faith does not say there is no coronavirus. No. What faith is saying is that I have Jehovah Rapha, the God, my healer. What faith is saying is that I am exempted from whatever is happening around me. You see, the fact is that there are giants in the land. But what faith is saying is that my God is bigger than any giant. My God is bigger than any, any problem that I might be facing. What, what, you see, fact is saying that there's something out there that is killing people. There's something out there that is affecting lives. But what, God, what faith is saying is, faith is saying that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Faith establishes the truth. Faith establishes what the word says. Faith exalts the word of God. At every point in your life, there is a choice for fear and there is a choice for faith. You have to choose. You have to decide. Fear opens the door for all kinds of demonic activities. Faith opens the door for all kinds of angelic, divine intervention. If you want to see God move, you need faith first. If you want to see the devil move, <laughs> fear needs to come first. The devil cannot operate where there is no fear. You see, one of the, 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 the first emotion that Adam and Eve had in the Garden of Eden, the very first emotion they had is the emotion of fear. It's the emotion of fear. He said, God said, where are thou? He said, I was afraid. The very first word that Adam spoke after the fall in the Garden of Eden, the very first word is that word. I was afraid. Fear opens the door. Fear allows the enemy to attack. Fear allows diseases to come. Fear allows poverty to come. Anywhere you see demonic oppression, anywhere you see demonic affliction, anywhere you see people being oppressed and afflicted by demons and circumstances, it is because there is what? There is fear. Job said it. He said, that which has I fear has come upon me. He said, that which I was afraid of has finally happened to me. I personally believe that what made the devil to go to the throne of God to accuse Job was because there was fear in the heart of Job. Evil report brings fear. So be careful of what you hear. Be careful of the things you are hearing. Guard your heart. Praise the Lord. Guard your heart. Guard your heart with all diligence. Watch over your heart this period. How do you react to evil reports? How do you react to evil reports? There's a personal story that happened I was, uh, where I was working several, several years ago. Several years ago. And um, they, just, there was, uh, they were doing downsizing and they want to lay off a lot of people. So there was a rumor. There was a noise that people were making. Even before the... Um, the date that they will actually start retrenching people. Everybody was saying that the department that I belong, that they are going to sack everybody in that department. It was an evil report. 
<laughs> it was a, a rumor. It was something that you know, everybody was saying. And people believed it. Everybody believed it. And that day came. They asked everyone to come to the head office. And they said, the day has finally come. Oh, they're asking us to come and collect our, our retrenchment letter. And everybody went there. I was the only one. They didn't call me to come to head office. So people were saying that maybe your own retrenchment letter is a special retrenchment letter. So that's why they're asking you to stay. But would you believe that in that my department, they sacked everybody in my department. Every single person. I was the only person that was exempted. It is a covenant, and you must believe in the covenant. You see, the covenant is so powerful, but the covenant will not work if you are not conscious of it. It is the covenant you are conscious of. It is the covenant you believed in. That is the covenant that will work for you. It is very powerful. It is very important. You must be conscious that you are in a covenant with Jehovah. You are in a covenant with God Almighty. What happens to people who is not permitted to happen to you. My case is different. I am exempted. I am, I am, I am, my life is hidden in Christ. Before anything will come to me, it must first come through Christ. Whatever cannot happen to Christ cannot happen to me. Whatever Christ cannot be afflicted with, I cannot be afflicted with it. It is very important. You must be conscious of it. You must stand on the covenant. You must stand on what God has told you. The Bible says man shall not live by bread alone. Man will live by the word that God has spoken. That is what you use to wage war. That is what you use to fight every battle. That is what you use that you stand on. There will be so many temptations. There will be so many things that will happen. Some, you know, somebody was telling me you know, recently, you know, you hear that when people have a sore throat now, the first thing that comes to their mind is that they have what? <laughs> they have the virus. Just a small, I was just, no, 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 it's not, it's not the virus. It's just a sore throat. Maybe you took a lot of, uh, you took a lot of cold water and that is why. So we must be very conscious of what? Of evil report. Evil report is going on very well. Now, how do you handle evil report? There was a way Jesus handled evil report and it is in the story of the Jairus' daughter. When this man came to Jesus, he came to Jesus. He said, Jesus is found in Mark 5. He came to Jesus and he was asking Jesus, Jesus, please come and heal my daughter. I need you to heal my daughter. And a lot of people were also, they said, this man is somebody that Jesus should do what? Jesus should help. And as Jesus was about going with him to his house, there was an evil report that came. Some people came from his house and they told him that there is no need to disturb Jesus again. That your daughter is already what? Your daughter is dead. That was an evil report. That was an evil report. Somebody that left his house, when he was leaving home, the daughter was sick. Now he was with Jesus and he was about to go home to get his daughter healed. Then an evil report came. That what? Forget to don't disturb the master. Your daughter is dead. And immediately, the Bible says immediately, Jesus said, be not afraid. Only believe. And that is the same word I'm telling you this evening. I'm telling you, no matter what you are hearing, be not afraid. Only believe. He said, do not fear. He said, I will help you. I will uphold you 
with the right hand of my righteousness. He said, I will strengthen you. Imagine, Jesus did not even say anything. The first thing Jesus said, and immediately, Jesus said, be not afraid. Only because Jesus knew, once fear entered this man's heart, the game is over. So Jesus has to quickly give him a strong word of faith. And that's what I'm telling you. Now, anytime you receive a bad message, anytime an evil report comes, the first thing you should do is to declare the promise of God. That what that will negate that evil report. Declare the promise of God. If you have any, if, if they say they are doing their sharing sack letter, you say that is not my case. My case is different. The Bible says that it will bless the work of my hands, that the path of a righteous man shine it well, brighter and brighter every day. That means that my today is better than my yesterday. My tomorrow will definitely be better than my tomorrow. I'm not permitted to have a better yesterday. Immediately, you declare the word. Immediately. And that was what Jesus said. So anytime you receive a, an evil report, your first response is to what? Is to counter it with a positive statement. Is to counter it with a positive statement. Now, also, when Jesus got to the house and Jesus saw a lot of people... You know, people want to, you know, they like to share in, you know, just their morning, their professional weepers. People like this, people were crying. When Jesus entered the house, they were all shedding tears. And Jesus told them, Jesus said, the, 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 the daughter, she's not dead. She's what? She's only asleep. And there's people that were shedding tears that were crying. That same people, immediately, they started what? They were laughing at Jesus. I mean, it means that the, the tears they've been crying were, were not genuine tears. And what did Jesus do? Jesus removed all of them one side. So anything, what the second thing you should do about evil report is what? You should remove the source of that evil report. You should remove it. Remove it from your environment. If you cannot remove it, you remove yourself. Go away far from source of evil report. There are some people on your WhatsApp. There are some people on your contact, that you should delete their message. You should delete them. Especially this period, delete them. You know, there are some people I have to block them because there are any broadcast I get from them, even before opening it, I know that it is what? It is an evil report. It is a bad message. They are, they are experts, professionals in sharing evil reports. So I had to block them. And that's what Jesus did. Jesus removed all of them. Because they were scorners. They do not believe in the power of God. Every scorners, every people that undermine God's word, every people that undermine the promises of God in your life and they are around you, remove them. Remove them. The Bible says, uh, no, Bible, there is a common saying that we normally say that, you know, that friendship is not by what? It's not by force. It's by choice. So choose your friends. Choose around yourself this period with people that will be speaking positive things into your life. Then what is the other thing that you do about dealing with evil reports? You must have a good report that you will share. You must share a good report. And that is the thing I want to come and tell you this evening, that there is a good report concerning your life. There is a good report about you. There is something that has been written concerning you. You know, everybody is saying, ah, you know, people seem surprised at the, what is happening now. But the question I want to ask you, that is God surprised 
with the pandemic. <laughs> it's God like say ah, angels, angel Gabriel, angel Michael. Ah, see, oh, there is coronavirus. So, ah, hey, how did it come? When did it come? Where did it come from? Is God surprised with what is happening? I want to tell you that God is not surprised with the happenings of today. You know, is God going to save us now? No, God is not going to save us now. Because what? God has already saved us from the coronavirus. 2,000 years ago, God knew there would be coronavirus. You know, and it's not just the coronavirus. It's just because, you know, there are so many things that man needs saving from. There are so many things that the world needs to be saved from. It just happened that the coronavirus is very big. It's a noisome pestilence. There's so many noise. But it's not only coronavirus that is killing people. There's so many other things that are killing people. There's so many other, so many other diseases. There's so many other dangers. So many other evils. So many other oppression in this world. There are so many of them. And God knew that man will need to be saved. God knew that man will need to be delivered from diseases. Man will need to be delivered from the oppression of the devil. God knew that thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. And God made the provision already for you. It is not now that God is making the provision. It is not now that God is aware that there is a pandemic. God is already aware. He's the El Shaddai. He's the beginning. Is the hand. Is the one that declared the beginning from the hand. He sees what will happen at the hand from the beginning. Is the almighty God. Is the creator of the heavens and the earth. Because sometimes the way we approach things, it seems as if we don't know the kind of God that we worship. That is a God that is that is not orderly. Is a God that that is not is not aware of what is going on. Some people put blame on put blame on him. For the evil that is happening. Some people blame. Some people say God is trying to punish us. What? God will not punish you. God is not interested in punishing you. If he wants to punish you, he will not give you his only begotten son. So the good news I want to tell you is that God is aware what is going on. And God has made a provision. The provision that God made is what? It was, it was made 2,000 years ago. Somebody died for you on the cross of Calvary. Now let me just, before I even go into the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me explain why there is pain in the world, why there is evil in the world, why there is coronavirus. It is never God's plan. It is never God's will. God is not behind coronavirus. God is not behind any evil. The Bible says only good and perfect gift come from God. If it is not good, it is not God. If it is not good, if it is not God. Anything happening to you, whatever experience you are having, if it is not God, if it is not a good experience, it can never be God. A God is so perfect. Everything about God is good. The Bible says all good and perfect gift come from God, from the Father of lights. So why is there pain? Why do we have diseases? Why do we have so much stress, so much, so much affliction, so much oppression, so much sadness, so much poverty, so much wickedness? Why do we have it in this world? I'll tell you, the major disease this world needs curing from, it is sin. Sin is the major disease. Sin is what brings the pain. Sin is what brings death. Sin is what brings affliction. Sin is what brings poverty. You see, the devil does not have a legal right to come into your life if there is no sin. 
The only way Satan could get into the garden was to introduce sin. There was no way he could have entered into the garden. There was no way he could have entered into Adam and Eve. There was no way he could have been able to attack them if there was no sin. So the first thing Satan did was to introduce sin. Also the children of Israelites. There was a man, is it Balak and Balaam? They went to carry a prophet. That the prophet should come and curse the children of Israelites. The man came, he cursed them. He tried to curse them, he couldn't. The cursing turned to blessing. He, he said that maybe it's the mountain he's cursing them from. That he needs to go to a bigger mountain. He went to a bigger mountain. He cursed them from that mountain. <laughs> Instead of cursing them, it turns into what? It turns into blessing. He said, no, maybe I need to go to seven mountains. Let me go to seven mountains. When I curse them from seven mountains, seven is a figure of perfection. So maybe if I curse them from seven mountains, ah, definitely they will be cursed. He went up to all the mountains. As he's about to curse them, he's turning into what? He's turning into blessing. He couldn't bless them. Satan, that was a representative of Satan. He could not attack them. The enemy couldn't afflict them. The son of wickedness could not exact upon them. Because of what? The Bible says these people, they belong, they, they are the apple of my heart. He said, I have created an hedge around them. He said, my walls are ever before what? I heard you, your, your words are ever before me. He said, I have engraved you in the palm of my hands. So there was no way they could be attacked. Even devil, when he went to God, God said, there is a hedge around Job. So there is an hedge around us. Now, what happened? He now advised them. He said, look, these people can't be caused. So the only way you can cause them is to introduce sin. <laughs> Woo! And introduce sin. And as sin came, the Bible said that same day, that same day, somebody that, the people that they've been cursing them, cursing them, and the curse could not hold them. But when sin came, what happened? The Bible said more than 23,000 people died same day. So he did, there was no need to curse them. What they needed to do was what? To introduce sin. They introduced idol worship. They introduced immorality. And they began to what? And the people died. Praise God. The question, the big question, the big problem of human race is the question of sin. It's the sin problem. It is not the coronavirus. It's not the poverty. It's not anybody. It's the sin. If the sin problem is sorted out, the man problem is what? Is resolved. And that is what God realized. God said, no, we can't keep cutting the branches. If we want to deal with this problem, we need to deal with it from the roots. We need to do what? To deal with it from the roots. The Bible said the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. He said the soul that sins shall die. That was a law. It's a universal law. It's a spiritual law. Then God said, what can I do? How can I save mankind? How can I save my, my, my children? What did God do? God gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. That is what happened. Jesus is the savior of the world. Why? Because Jesus dealt with the issue of what? Of sin. Jesus dealt with the issue of sin. Once and forever. Once and forever. So anybody that is a born again, the issue of sin has been dealt with. The devil has no legal right to come into your life. Either through disease, through affliction, through poverty, through whatever. 
he has no legal right. Why? Because the question of sin, the problem of sin, has been forever dealt with by the Lord Jesus. The Bible says, if that knew no sin was made to be sin for you, he was turned into sin. When Jesus was on the cross, Jesus literally became sin. So sin died on the cross. Sin was crucified on the cross. Sin was dealt a big blow on the cross. Sin was forever cancelled, forever destroyed on the cross. That was what happened. And after that, Jesus died as sin. And Jesus rose as the Messiah, as the resurrected Christ, the anointed one. So that anybody that believed on him, the problem of sin will be forever dealt with. The problem of sin will be forever cancelled. That's why the wages of sin is there, but the gift of God is eternal life. And that eternal life is what? It's in Jesus Christ. He said, as the serpent was lifted in the wilderness, so the son of man will be lifted. Anybody that looks on him, they will be what? They will be saved. So I want to tell you that the sin question has been dealt with. There is an invitation for you now. When you come in and you are in Jesus, you are forever saved. When you come in and you are in Christ, sin has no power over you. He says, sin shall no longer have dominion over you. Because you are not under the law, you are under the grace of Jesus Christ. He said, we have an advocate with the Father. Praise the Lord. We have an advocate with God. So you have no reason to fear. Because God himself, in Jesus Christ, he died. He shed his eternal blood. His precious divine blood to redeem you. So I want to tell you that this is the basis of your Christianity. This is the basis of your confidence. That look, this is the good news that you need to tell people. This is the good news that you also need to know. That look, I am exempted. I am exempted. I am saved. Sin has no dominion over me. I have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The devil cannot attack me. The devil cannot afflict me. The son of wickedness cannot, cannot put pressure on me. The son of wickedness cannot, cannot afflict my family, cannot afflict me, cannot afflict anything close to me. The Bible says the rod of the wicked will not rest upon the lot of the righteous. Praise the Lord. So this is the good news. You must believe in this good news. You must know this good news. You must share this good news. You must share the good news that there is a savior, a savior that came and died for us. He died so that the sin question will be dealt with, so that we will no longer be slaves. We will no longer be slaves of the devil. We will no longer be slaves of demons. We will no longer be slaves and subject to all attacks of all the powers and principalities in this world. We are rescued. We are seated with him far above principal powers and principalities. We are one with Christ. What cannot affect Christ cannot affect you. So please, that's the good news we should share. This season, share this good news. This season, tell people about it. This is anybody that sends you an evil report. Counter it with what? With this good report. God bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. You see, maybe you've been playing church, you've been playing religion, but you've not come to the knowledge of the fact that you, you need a savior. You need to be saved. The Bible says all have sinned. All have sinned. No matter how moral you are, you are part of it. You have sinned. You have, you have the sin nature. So no matter how, how moralistic you are, the Bible says all have sinned. All have sinned and come short of the glory 
of God. No, Jesus said, Jesus said, the devil came and he could not find anything in me. So, you see, so when Jesus, when the Satan comes to people and he finds sin in them, then he has a ground to attack them. But when you are in Jesus, you are made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Whenever the devil comes, there will not be sin to find. Because what? Because Jesus has redeemed you, has sanctified you, has justified you by his blood. So I would like to pray with you. If you are here, you are listening to me, and you would like to make Jesus the Lord and the Savior of your life. You want to accept him. Jesus, I believe that you died for me. I accept your sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. I accept it for me. So please just close your eyes and, and I'll pray with you. Say, Lord Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus, I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. Forgive me my sin. Wash me with your blood. Give me the grace to serve you all the days of my life. In the mighty name of Jesus. God bless you. You are born again. And I would like to recommend that you join a Bible-believing church. David Christian Center is such a Bible-believing church. Look for our, our details will be on the screen. You can get in touch with any of the lines. Call them and they will minister to you. We'll, we'll pray with you. We'll counsel you and we'll make you to grow in God's word and be a strong Christian. I would like to pray for every other person watching us this evening. Just close your eyes and let us pray together. Father, I pray for everyone that has been listening to your word. Father, Lord, I ask the Lord, you give them a wisdom, the, the, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of thee. Father, let our hearts be filled with the good news. Let our hearts be filled with the good news. The Bible says, I am not ashamed of the good news of God. Let our hearts be filled with your good news. Let us be ready to share the good news. Let us understand the good news. And let us believe in the good news. In the mighty name of Jesus. God bless you in Jesus' name.